Yo, welcome to the Brooks Show. It's me, your man Brooks. We're testing this shit out. Uh. Yo, yo, B R O O K S show. We gonna fuck it up because you know it. Uh. Yeah. The Brooks Show. Gonna fuck you up in your ears. We're gonna give you stuff to listen to. Talk about your fears, your shit, and everything we know. We're gonna do it all on the Brook Show. Brook Show. All right, everybody. What's going on? Let's get this show started. It's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, especially mine, Russell Heatherly, the best. Anyways, we got a special guest today. We're going to have a music episode. We're talking all about music. We're talking all about rock, punk, metal, whatever. Whatever happens, happens. And I'm going to bring in my official music expert and best bro from high school, Colby Peters. I'm going to call him right now. Let's see where this goes. Phone is dialing. Oh, that's blown out. Okay, you can hear that? I turned it down. Here we go. Colby Peters, coming up. Hello? 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 Hi, is Colby there? No, he's not. Who's this? This is Brooks. Brooks? You called his home number. Oh, I called the house. All right, my bad. I'm so sorry. I, I meant to call his cell phone. That's okay. Yeah, he's, on his, he's in Orlando. Oh, yay. Hey, happy Father's Day. Oh, I'll tell him that you said that. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Thank you. Uh, okay, Brooks. Bye-bye. That was live. We got him on the show. I just called Colby's mom. Let's try calling Colby this time. <laughs> oh, my God. I pressed the wrong button on my phone. When I get into these shows, I get, like, nervous. Oh, my God, I'm nervous. All right, here we go. Colby's coming. What up, Brooks? Colby Peters. What up, dog? What's happening, man? Chilling, dude. Welcome to the Brooks Show, man. You're live on the air. Oh, what up, Brooks Show? What's Yo. happening over there on the west side? West Coast. You're not going to guess what's happening, dude. I just called your house You're in um, Naples. <laughs> no way. Back, wait, which house? Back home? Yeah, I called your mom. Your mom picked up, and I'm like, is Colby there? Like, I thought it might have been your girlfriend, and it was your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I Dude, swear to God, that's, that's just a classic Brooks move. I'm just—I told everybody I'm nervous on the show. I'm like pressing the wrong buttons on my phone, but I'm like re- letting it rip. We're rolling. We're on the show, dude. Your mom is on the show, and I told her ha- Happy Father's Day. I don't—I meant to say Happy Father's Day to Mitch, but I told it to your mom. Wow, <laughs> oh, man, that is awesome. That's crazy, dude. So, what's going on, man? You're in Orlando, dude. Tell me what's up over there. Yeah, man. I live in Orlando, Florida now, home to uh, Disneyland, Universal Studios, and uh, many other great entities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot going on in Orlando, and um, you're like deep, heavy into the music scene over there, right? What's up? You're up in the music scene over there, so you're like playing shows and stuff. Tell me what's going on with that. Yeah, 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 cool, man. So I've been playing, believe it or not, lately I've been playing as a solo acoustic act, basically all the shows I've been doing so far have been uh, just a guitar and me playing and singing. And uh, nice. I just played a show at The Social, which was probably 
one of my favorites. That's probably a place you've probably been there before. I'm sure you've seen bands there right. growing up and whatnot. Right, right. Yeah, we went up to some shows in Orlando occasionally. So you play there. You're playing acoustic. You're playing your own stuff. Are you playing covers? What's yeah, what's up? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm playing. I mean, I have like tons of songs now over the years. You know, when I was in other bands, I'd write a lot of songs, and obviously we wouldn't use them all. Mm-hmm. So I've had like a, I have this, this gigantic stack. I probably have like thirty songs or so, and I've just kind of been right. like, taking them one by one and trying to finish them. Mm-hmm. And uh, just I've been playing those. I've also been playing with a guy a lot named Jeremy Menard. So Jeremy. basically, like that's when, when I played it, and he was from a band. Uh, he was in a band called Rory. They were okay. around. Oh man, like I, I think like five or six years ago, man. They were they were a band. They recorded with. They did, I think they did their last year with Mark Hoppus. Nice. So they did some, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they were cool, man. You know, they toured, they toured nationally and stuff. And then he was the singer of a band on Victory Records called The Scenic. And now he's nice. Kind of. I'm actually drumming for his new project. But in the meantime, like a new band. Him. What's up? You're drumming on like a new band. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're just, we're like, it's just doing recordings right now, so there's no shows booked or anything, but we're basically, um, like, it, during this process, we just kind of go out, and uh, we've been playing acoustically, like, I'll play guitar, and he'll sing, and he'll mm-hmm. play, like, four songs of his, like, new songs that he hasn't done with any other band, and then I'll play like, three or four songs of mine that, have, that I've never done with any band, and then that's cool. kind of like our set, we've been doing it together. Kind of like a mix of your own songs, and then you're doing some stuff together, too? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Cool. So we just, yeah, that's what's mostly been going on. As far as shows, that's that's pretty much what's been going on. Nice, nice. A lot of shows up there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm playing. Uh, I was actually just practicing, man, like right before you called me. I'm practicing for a show on uh, on Friday, and it's at a place called the Orlando Brewery, which is mm-hmm. a place. The cool thing about this place is they brew all their own beer, and their beer nice. is amazing. Like it's so good. It, it, the place is. So awesome, in-house brewed c- coming up with yeah. like different flavors and stuff yeah dude, it's, it's awesome man that's good yeah i love i love those beer places there's a couple um a couple breweries around here you just want to check out like grab a grab a new hops or something like that yeah oh for sure man for sure so tell me about these shows like uh there's a lot of drinking a lot of people like going crazy like who's in the crowd is there any hotties oh there's a lot of bar fights Usually when I play my acoustic set, yeah. Usually we get we get fists flying around. Um, yeah, rowdy. You know, a lot of times women get up on the tables, and you know when I'm when I play my emotional songs, they they start you know waving their hands around and mm-hmm. just going fuck wild, pretty much. Just like totally in the moment, just fucking feeling the tunes. Total chaos, right? Yeah, total chaos. Mosh pit every time. Totally, man. And like, tell me this: when they like a song, do they still hold up lighters, or is it like the cell phone now? <laughs> well, you know, at, at a typical show, you know, when I go out to shows, like, I was at a show at House of Blues when that happened, and it was cell phones for that oh, particular yeah. show, but usually at my show, like, people just light things on fire and hold mm-hmm. torches up in the air. <laughs> like a straight <laughs> up, uh, a, like, a, so, like a witch hunt. And they scream anarchy while they do it. <laughs> just fucking feeling the tunes, they're just like in the moment. They just go crazy. <laughs> no, man. Like, 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 uh, really how the show's going up. I know. Uh, I know you're joking, dude. I know you're joking. I don't know if <laughs> you're going, you're going, you're crossing the lines, but it's cool. It's cool. Somebody's going to be listening and be like, oh my God, dude, I got to get out of the show. Dude, I know you were playing it so straight. I was just like, all right, I'll just, I'll roll with this. I know, I know no one's lighting <laughs> torches at your show. Don't worry. 
<laughs> I'm high, but not that high. <laughs> so, so what about you, dude? Um, you've been you've been chilling. You've been like going out. You you got you got your girlfriend there, or what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually I'm actually over at her house right now. Actually, oh. I'm actually doing this interview from her from her house. Is she in the room? Oh, no, she's not. Okay, a little privacy. I yeah. Get her in the room if you would like that though. At some point. I mean, I would if she is. She is. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm I'm trying to play it natural. This is reality. Where we're just like recording it, so. I don't want to force anything. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Can you hear yeah, me okay? Because like I'm holding up the phone now, and I feel like you weren't hearing me when I had it on the floor. No, I can hear you, man. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm just trying this out. I haven't done an actual whole like kind of like interview on the phone. I did like one call before, so I'm still like working out the kinks. But I think it's sweet. Like I wanna, I wanna do more phone calls just so I can like get any kind of guests. You know, like people call in. It's like a lot easier. Sometimes, like, like otherwise I wouldn't get you across the country. Yeah, exactly. Totally. So, okay, I've been listening to your music. Uh, I wanted to play a song we talked about a little bit. Let's play a track off your website. Um, I think, um, you want to start with the Phoenix Falling one? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Okay, okay, I'm going to play a bit from Phoenix Falling. Um, This is called Gravity. That was intense. That's a good song. That's a good song, man. Where did you come up with those beats? Did you um, did you like write them uh, way back in the day? Like when when did the song come up? That so far. Right, let's see. The drumming for that song came about. That song was actually written about a year or two. There was another version of that song mm-hmm. that wasn't. It wasn't that version. And that's when I first started writing the drum ideas. Like I started kind of right. coming up with things here and there. So it was literally like that. And from where it started, it was probably over a year or so. And mm-hmm. like the main group uh, in the verses is usually what everybody when they hear that song. They always point it out. They're like, "Oh, that that drum beat. Like, what is that in the in the verse?" And, right. Uh, Honestly, it, I, like I don't, I wasn't really thinking about it. I don't, I don't know. Like it started as a different beat, and after mm-hmm. I played it, like uh, 
the original beat, let's say, I don't know, man, I tried it out at a few shows or whatever, and then I was like, oh, that's, oh, wait, this was before that, that line of Phoenix Falling. This was years ago. I was playing this certain beat for the first right. time. I remember that man. song. That's why I was kind of trying to pinpoint it, because I've heard that song from you guys, um, you know, from Phoenix Falling, but then, like, just over time, I know it, like, kind of changed. It, it's been, it's been like, morphing. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, I think even maybe, like, changed singers in the middle of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean that's uh, the band, that the name Phoenix Falling has had like like six different lineups. It's always yeah. kind of, and like songs kind of like went from you know like this lineup to that lineup, but they would always change with the different lineups and stuff. I guess like the one thing I was really thinking about, which I always think about when I write drum parts, was I always sing the vocal melody. I, right. That's what I write to. Like, I write with that vocal melody going on in my head. You hear the words, like, like the lyrics. If I'm if I'm happy with the part, if it, mm-hmm. if I feel like if it's going good with the vocals and it's like supporting what's going on, mm-hmm. then it's uh I don't know. I usually that's the deciding point for me. Cool, cool. Yeah, you definitely nailed it. Like the fills, the um, like the delayed timing. It's just all like um, really like brings it all together. I remember hearing it and like just kind of like no like thinking about the drums in my head. But that was probably because I saw this interview coming. But I just like always remembered those parts and like then the extreme shows because that was my biggest uh memories from phoenix falling like half the time i heard them back in the day was like at the shows that were like you know are are, like kind of a penultimate times in high school you know after high school too more this is more after high school but like that's when we uh or when you guys kind of first started phoenix falling yeah man yeah yeah, thanks it goes way back it goes way back i mean like when when would you say like the first incarnation of PF was like I know it was like in the middle of high school for us. Oh man, I think well it would have been I can tell you the exact I would have been a sophomore in high school when that uh-huh. name started, and that was mm-hmm. a completely different lineup. Like the first time I played in like the name of Phoenix Hall for that band, I was playing bass and singing. I was nineteen, yeah. so that was six years ago. But it had already been a name for like right at that point. I think four years. So, that's what, yeah, that's what I was trying to say, like, because I remember the old drummer, like, I remember, you know, the old lineup, I mean, it's totally different, there's, like, basically, like, a few, like, one or two people that just stayed with it, mostly, yeah, yeah. mostly, like, Kevin Lehman, and then, like, there's, like, a couple other people that hopped on and off, and then you were pretty steady with it, like, not, not the first couple of years, but after you came on, it was, like, you were on it from, from then on, I guess that was, like, you said three years ago. Yeah, 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 and Kevin was the one who, like, he was the constant member. Like, it was his, like, he started that group, and he always, he was always the constant member of that group yeah. throughout the whole eight years or whatever. Yeah, it was his baby. Yeah, yeah for sure. Much. For sure. Yeah, that was good for stuff, sure, man. man. I was gonna, um, I wanted to see some shows coming up. Like, another live show. Like, I'm right in the middle of L.A., and I just, I just feel like I don't see enough shows. Like, I go once in a while, like, to something random, but... I want to go to, like, my friend went to see uh, Jack White in concert a couple weeks ago. I was so jealous. I was like, God, Jack White would rock so uh, hard. That's awesome. Right? Heck yeah, man. Dude, I've, heard, ha- I've heard he's awesome in concert. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like, it's like he rocks hard on all his CDs, like all his groups, but, like, I'm sure the show would be even harder. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what that style of music I'd say. Mm-hmm. So. Have you listened to his new album? I have not. No. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's like it's a little softer, like more like breaks than like their older, like the white stripe stuff. That's like harder, rockier. 
this is more like I was saying more like late Zeppelin is like there's like a lot of acoustic and weird bells and instruments throughout. Dude, it sounds interesting, man. I was, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll probably listen to it after I get off the phone with you, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should right away. Uh, <laughs> speaking of like different instruments, uh, let's talk about what you're playing. I know you're primarily like a drummer, and but then also singer, guitarist. Like, what um, what would you what would you classify yourself as? Like your main, um, I'm Colby Peters, blank, blank, blank. I would say, all right, I would say, and uh, I'll tell you how I really, how this all came, uh, how this, how I really knew, uh, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, man, I would say, I'm Cole Peters, I'm a drummer, and I write songs. That's nice. what I'd probably say I do nice. more than anything else. But, you know, like, I play guitar a little bit. I do a little bit, of, you know, I play mm-hmm. bass, like, a little bit and whatnot, but right. mostly it's I'd say, like, I'm a drummer, but I'm also a songwriter. And mm-hmm. lately, I've been working on vocals more than anything, man. Like, trying to really right. get, be comfortable with singing, like, like, as a lead vocalist, you know what I mean? Instead sure. of, like, a backup singer. Yeah, for sure. I remember uh, you were always singing. And I and the drummer thing, of course, that's why, I, like, I kind of came out with that. I, I wanted you to say what, what you're, you were yourself, but, like, drummer, I always think Colby's a drummer, like, back in the day. You know, it's always, like, if you wanted a drum track, you call Colby, like, the best beats ever <laughs> but yeah i know you do everything so yeah like i like the i'm a drummer that writes songs that kind of reminds me of you know there's a there's 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 not many but there's some bands where that are like that like for example rush you know rush yeah. is a band where it's like they're yeah they have a kick-ass drummer like legendary and he writes all their songs yeah i don't know how much of it he's singing like he's not like the lead singer i'm like maybe like more backup but that's just a uh, practical thing to me, I think, because, you know, he's playing these crazy drum parts. Yeah, yeah, man. Dude, that, that band's incredible. Or how about that Genesis? Phil Collins was a drummer yeah. that really... That's a good one. ...like rose up off the drum throne. For sure. For sure. And <laughs> yeah, he was, he's really good back in the day, like 80s style. Don Henley, the Eagles, man. Oh, right, right, right. He wrote, like, Hotel California and shit, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I, I know the Eagles sang the song. I, I'm not really sure who wrote it. I'm, I'm right. assuming he did. That's what I was thinking. That's good. That's a good one. Um, so that's what I was going to ask you. Um, so you play drums and sing at the same time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I really, really started doing that more. And uh, the second, right after Phoenix Falling, the song that we, that we just played, the next band after that was called Galia Social. And that's mm-hmm. when I really started playing drums and singing at the same time and, like, really, really trying to, like, you know, like, instead of just kind of messing around while I'm at a practice with some buddies or whatever, like, like we're trying to, like, really work on that and right. be able to do it at the same time and whatnot. That's so, difficult, yeah. man. That is tough. Yeah. I mean, doing anything and singing, I remember when I first tried uh, guitar and singing, like, it took me maybe the better part of a year just to, to do it at all. Like, to get it yeah, going. it takes, like, some coordination man and some mm-hmm. like a little bit of, like training you know it's like anything though once you get used to how it feels it's like it kind of locks into your mm-hmm. muscle memory mm-hmm. and you can kind of it becomes comfortable like anything once uh i don't know once you do it a, a thousand times you know what i mean yeah sure do you think it's harder to do drums and singing than guitar and singing uh i guess it depends on the band it depends on the style really because uh it, it depends on exactly what you're doing i know if you are say like a band like 
like Under Oath, I remember their drummer when yeah. they up at Under Oath when they started. Their drummer was singing and he was playing loud and like rocking out on the mm-hmm. drums. And if you're playing like loud and you're rocking out and your body's moving like crazy, it is super. I mean, in my opinion, yeah, and it's really hard, man. And That's I mean, crazy. Like that and putting out that energy. If you're just kind of keeping time, laying in the background, say maybe like. I don't know, something like if you're playing in the Beach Boys or something, right. and you were like, uh, you know, like you were just chilling in the background, keeping the beat and then singing to a softer type of music, not really loud in your face, like super, you know, then it'd be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, it so depends on the, like the, the, yeah. the instruments and what they're playing. And I would think, too, like, how about, what do you think of this, just um, thinking of Under Oath, I actually thought of Under Oath earlier, too, like from when this came up, like they're a perfect example um, of like someone playing crazy drums and singing and like what I was gonna ask is like does the microphone af- like how would he do his microphone right like it seems like the mic would pick up the drums too like is it is it is it pick up just your voice like enough like is it close enough like how does that go yeah yeah that that I couldn't tell you what he specifically does. I can tell you like what I've seen and I had that. That was a huge problem for me, and I had no idea going into it, mm-hmm. like, what it was going to be like, and I realized it was, like, took 10, sh- I want to say 10 shows. The first 10 shows that I tried to sing a drum were like, somewhat of a disaster every time, yeah. and it was just, like, it was just learning about it, kind of, like, dealing with that feedback issue. I, I wore a headset mic, to, you know, for a little while there. I right. tried a bunch of different things, and then, uh, for, for me, I had a, tr- a hard time hearing things, man, a lot of the time. So uh, I wasn't using in-ear monitors, and I wasn't using that type of a thing at that moment. So, like, it, it, I don't know, man. It was, you know, as anything, you're trying something new, so you're kind of figuring it out. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't master how to how to perform more technical drum parts. Like, like you know, so I wouldn't, it's somewhat similar to something he does. Like, they're loud drumming and singing. But I've seen different bands. Uh, there are some bands, you know, on, on larger scales will have a guy who specifically, his job is to sit back there but, and put the mic in front of the drummer's mouth when he sings and then take it away when he's not singing. Yeah, that's another setup I've seen where they they have the, like, extended microphone stand that, like, comes in his face. Yeah, exactly, man, exactly. And then some guys just do it, uh, I've seen guys put the mic over top of their head kind of deal, and I've seen some guys kind of bring it in from the side. So Mm -hmm. it really, it all depends on, like, when I played with it from the side, my arm would always hit it. I learned that, like, with a couple shows, I'm like, oh, man, that's not going to work. So it took me a while to find probably 10 shows you know which i apologize that's just part of it dude i can totally imagine the the technical aspect i mean just from doing some shows myself and now i'm like doing this show like just i just have like one microphone i've dealt with two microphones and it's like just a hassle like balancing everything out and i can't i can't imagine with a drum set every mic and every instrument and then trying to sing like it'd be crazy yeah, 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 it's definitely, uh, I definitely did, thought it was going to be, I guess I didn't think about it, thought it was going to be easier than it was, and once I realized, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, wow, this is, mm-hmm. I've never put some time into figuring out, like, how this is, how am I even going to do this? Right. Yeah, it's always harder than you think, is it with that kind of stuff, like technical, like microphones and doing shows, like roadie shit. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, for sure, man, a lot, dude, oh, so much goes into it, man, to really, mm-hmm. I mean, to really make a good show, it's like, it's you know, having good songs or whatever, that I would consider that writing. You know, that's just one aspect of really mm-hmm. sounding good live. You know, it's not even all the band. A sound guy, dude. A sound guy can really, really, mm-hmm. 
make a band not reach their potential. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's so it's crucial to have have the right levels and stuff. So um, yeah, I was going to ask more about Gallia Social. Okay, cool. Um, that looks like kind of like your next band, like after Phoenix Falling. Yeah. And then um, I was wondering, do you, you said you sang more in that. Like, are you the lead singer? Like, what's the, who's the main vocalist? Or how, how does that play out? Is it a couple of people? or? So Gallia Social was three people from Phoenix Falling. Phoenix Falling had five. And mm-hmm. basically it was a guitar player, a bass player, and then I was on drums. Right. For Gallia Social, and uh, it was with Christian Magalio, Ben King, and then myself. And the, basically, the whole idea of everything in that band was all a really big experiment. We're just we kind of didn't really know what it was going to be, and there was no lead singer. Like like they ended up everybody throughout that. We put out I think we had like five demos. We didn't really ever do a real release. It never got to that point. Yeah. But um. In the demos that we were, we were kind of, you know, trying to figure out our sound and this and that and whatnot. It was basically, you'll hear a different vocalist sing lead on every song. I think uh, sure. I sing lead on one. Yeah, I, I sing. I sing, and then sometimes, like for example, Cancer and that song, I sing the chorus and the mm-hmm. interlude. That's lead, and then everything else is, you know, the verses are sung by somebody else, and mm-hmm. and that's kind of. So it was kind of like a free for all. We kind of just right. kind of. Pick the part by who is playing the less technical. Like the music is really technical for that band. So whoever was playing the less technical of the part usually kind of sang the song. Right. And then uh, I don't know. Towards the end, like we started really figuring out, like you know, I, I figured out where my voice sounds. My voice sounds better in like a, in a more of an ambient setting. You know what I mean? Cleaner, a little softer instead of belting. Right. And uh, I don't know. We just, I mean, we just all started singing. Kind of. We all kind of, kind of sang, but not really. And we're like, mm-hmm. hey man, like, well, I don't know. Let's all try to sing. Why not? You know, we'll, we'll just go for it. Yeah, we yeah. all started singing in the beginning of that of that band. That's cool, man. It sounds good. Like that's kind of why I asked too. And I'm I'm glad you confirmed it because I I listened to the, some of the tracks and I was like I noticed different singers and it was cool. And I also noticed um, like the style difference when you said it was an experiment that that rang true to me. Like I was thinking about it when I listened. It was like you know a little more experimental than the Phoenix Falling stuff. Like just. Um, I don't know, in a different vein, in a different, like, I don't know, like a different, like, I would say Phoenix Falling is maybe more uh, uh, of a traditional rock band, and it's hard to say that, like, you're not like a traditional pop punk band or something, but like a traditional, like, hard rock, um, post-hardcore band, and then Gallia was like, okay, in a different vein, I would say more edgy, more um, gritty. I, I, would you agree with that? Like, it, where do you think it kind of went when you started experimenting? Uh, I think that the big difference that I see between the two is that Gallia was very more. I guess the people would put it. They would always say yeah, it's a more of a progressive, a progressive thing. Like that's a good word. A lot more technical. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was things that we would do in that group, like. Let's see, we, we messed around with the rhythms a lot, a lot more. Like, Phoenix Fallen was more of a straightforward feel most mm-hmm. of the times. And Gallia was kind of, it grooved, but it was just really technical, man. It was, so, I don't know, it was, it was a different, I guess more in the vein. I've heard of that group compared to the Mars Volta. Right. Or, you know, something, or Fall of Troy. Or, I was going to you know, say things. Coheed and Cambria. Yeah, 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 I used to hear that one too, man. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking just because of the um when you said progressive that's that's a good word and it's like it's um like i was saying edgy and just kind of like um like when i say edgy it's like off kilter like yeah like you were saying with phoenix falling it's more like straightforward rock maybe like 
a 4-4 time and then, you know, Gallia would be more like 5-4 or something like, you know, maybe offbeat in the, in, to throw you off, but it still rocks. It's still hard. You know, it's like in the same category. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that makes sense, man. Gallia totally. was, we, we, the main experiment was, we don't have to get into this because this probably doesn't really mean anything to uh, anybody listening, but we would, we experimented with something called polyrhythms a lot, and that's mm-hmm. basically something we could talk about for hours by itself. Oh, but dude, it, let's that, do that, it, man. I mean, fucking the people want to know, the Brooks Show fans want to know about rhythms, man. They love the technical stuff. <laughs> They're really so, smart. They're really smart. I don't know. The only the only flaw is that they're listening to this show, but they they're smart, they're smart. <laughs> so, so polyrhythms, okay. Like I'm, I was thinking that because, and I don't know much about like the specifics because I never was um, like studied rhythms or like drumming. But like, I, tell me more. Like, what are you saying? Like, is it is it like a five four thing? Like I was saying before, is it like yeah. three time or what? What's up? It would be the idea, like when you say 5-4, it would be the idea of playing a phrase or a rhythm, rhythmic pattern in 5-4. Like that would be, you would play a 5-B pattern, mm-hmm. but you would always play it over 4. So it would always kind of overlap. So if you're, you know, 1, 2, 3, 4, and you were playing like a, so you would say, say uh, we would do something like, what are we doing there? And we did like 3 or something. You would, you would, uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, funny, dude, not a no, this is what it would be. If you're thinking okay. one, two, three, four, one, two, three, and four, but you, so you kind of had that pulse and you nodded your head like that, but you heard like something phrasing going like, it's kind of like crazy. It, it creates awesome. a sense of like chaos. I, I, I feel like sometimes. I like it. Like, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Like, I, I know where it's going. Like, kind of like um, when you said you put five over four, it reminds me. It's like songs that kind of change later than you, than you, than they, than you think they would. Like, you know, like to kind of put it into um, normal words, like a normal set, like layman's terms. Like, it's right. like you kind of feel weird. It feels like odd. But it's but it's still in four four time, so it comes back around. Is that yeah. right? Like it comes back around, but it's still like later, like in the middle. Your half switch like comes a little bit later, just to make you feel weird. Yeah, yeah, that that's dude, that's like in simple terms, like that's pretty much what it, what it exactly right. what, it, what it what it would be. That's how it feels when I listen to it, and I like that stuff. Like that's that's some of my favorite music. Like anything um, that comes off, and it's just. Like I like I like um, catchy choruses. Like I like that stuff too, and but not like as poppy as I used to. It's more like stuff that comes off weird, like you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess the best way the difference of those two approaches was, I think Phoenix Falling was a lot easier for people in general to get into, mm-hmm. and uh, like the way the songwriting was, you know, and, and all that. And yeah, it was like on its way to finding its sound. It was like I don't think it was. Like we were still trying to find exactly what we were what we were going after, but it yeah. was definitely a smaller. Uh, it took a different listener, you know, to really sure. to, to, to like. And a lot of times it was more about like like music, the, you know, musicians or whatnot who kind of knew what was going on and. Yeah, you gotta have a know, taste man. for yeah, it. A like, to you have to like listen, cause I'm in, I'm into the same kind of stuff. So I I know what you're saying, and I get that all the time from um, like um, friends when I try to tell them about. Uh, you know, if I brought up Fall of Troy, like, first of all, they wouldn't even know what I'm talking about. And then, second of all, if I played it, they'd be like, oh, my God, that's too weird. Like, I don't even get it. 
because because yeah, yeah, they haven't listened to the like yeah. same stuff like um i'd say we have you know me and you have like similar tastes like I, i'm sure there's a lot of differences but you know we kind of came up on the same music and then progressed you know like i, I started on blink 182 and then moved on and like did like the whole thing with like harder rock like went on to thrice and then then it kind of went weirder from there you know like kind of thrice bridged me into some more progressive stuff and yeah, totally. and like you're saying like it takes time cuz like the first thrice cd is totally like pop punk using them as an example like the first one's pop punk and then they then they move on and they find a sound and then after more time they just change their sound on purpose it's like they find their sound and then they change it and like with uh it sounds like what you're saying with Gallia you know, you guys had just started, like, it's it's normal, like, for your first CD or even the second CD to kind of, you know, still figure out where things fit, how we're going to play together and that kind of stuff. Totally, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, for, for groups, man, it's like, I don't know, sometimes groups get it right off the bat, sometimes it takes time, but I, I feel like every different combo, every different musician I've ever played with, like, we're, we make something different. And sure. every time, like, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like you're trying to take the elements that everybody is good at and find, like, mm-hmm. this middle ground of, yeah. uh, you know, of, like, what can we do? Not not individually, but us working together as a team. Like, right. what do we do? What, what can we do to our greatest capability? What kind of music, like, can we do, say, maybe better than other people somewhat in that vein? Or, like, where sure. are we... Where do we thrive? You know what I mean? And you got to find like, your voice. Like, you got to find out exactly. what you're trying to say with your music. Like, what, um, you know, what stories you want to tell, if that's the kind of band you're in. Or, you know, how you're going to express, you know, what's going on. Like, it's, a, it's always a, a reaction either to your life or to, like, what's happening around you. But, like, I get what you're saying. I'm going back to the band thing. Like, um, I totally get that because I always believed, and I know, like, it's totally different when you write a, like you're a solo artist versus um, a band, you know, it's like going to be a totally different, like if you take a solo artist out of a band, it's going to be different. Yeah. Every, every, usually every time, man, yeah. I mean, it, it, depending on what the setup for the band is, sometimes uh, there's one writer and you write some songs, the band kind of fills in, but, but even that man, yeah, it comes out a little different, man. Totally. Yeah. That's another ex- example I thought of like, it, cause a band is always different. Like you can tell when a band, you know, um, I don't. I, I can't think of an example, but maybe, maybe like Foo Fighters, where it's like you know that Foo Fighters is like Dave Grohl, and then people b- like backing him up. Like the songs are mainly like his shit. Not is not as collaborative as like say a younger band that's like four new guys like thrown together. Uh, maybe like uh, Bring Me the Horizon. You know, I feel like that. That's something. It's a totally different style, but you know, those are like four kids, and there there's no like one lead artist in that band right. it's it's like their yeah. collaboration because they're all like independently like crazy talented like technical like guitarists and singers and shit yeah yeah, yeah. and oh and back to the thrice i didn't mean to get off topic from the you know, the thrice thing yeah and, uh, dude that that is a band like i could probably talk all night about for I'm sure i love them like, i love the thrice that was something me as a listener that i was always i loved the band because every time you knew what was coming next was not going to be what they had done before. Mm-hmm. And every time, it was amazing, though. It was like, I know a lot of people dropped off. Like, a lot of people yeah. love 
to awake and avenge the dead and mm-hmm. that you know maybe the illusions of safety like their harder heavier stuff um, the early stuff and, like and it like, was poppier and punk yeah man and some people like i remember going to their show recently and like just kind of like hearing words like people in the crowd like ah when are you gonna play the good stuff you mm-hmm. know i'm thinking about like everything is the good stuff like yeah. there's, there's such a such a good like amazing creative force and I don't know, I personally like it, but some people, I understand why some people like just one of those sounds, or maybe two of those sounds. Right. They don't really like the evolution of them, you know what I mean? For sure, yeah. It's it's different um, types of fans, it's different types of uh, ways to take in music. Like, I feel like some people, they just like stuff that fits into their style, like what yeah. they like, and then there's some Definitely. people that will really um, be more open-minded and either follow an artist they like or, you know, tr- delve into, like, other types of music. It's, like, a totally different thing. So for the Thrice example, it would be, like, um, you know, people like the old punk stuff because it fit into the punk stuff, other punk stuff that they liked back then. But then, um, like you were saying, like, once Thrice changed to more progressive and then they did their, um, you know, they did their Firewater albums later on that were really um, experimental and... Uh, had d- bigger themes that that just threw them off. They were like, I'm not going to follow this band. I'm going to stick with, you know, fucking Green Day or some bullshit. Yeah, no, no, exactly, dude. Exactly. Man. Yeah. And I agree yeah, with I, Thrice. Like, I could talk about them all night, too. Dude. That's probably, you know, they're like my top band, like on the top three, like up there of like everything I, ever. Cause just because like they, because they've been around and they've like evolved and I've kind of like, as they changed, that's what I liked. You know, like that's what I started to yeah, like more too. too. What's um? Dude, I, I, I always looked at Thrice as like, I don't know, man. They, I felt like they were always just a step ahead, man. Like, yeah. of, like what was going on? Like they would do what was about to be going on. They're smart, they dude. Before, before that ever, like I remember, like when they were doing the the post hardcore, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, when they had switched them into the ambient sounds using the bells and all that, and I swear, man, like a year and a half later, I started hearing all these groups getting into it. And, like, mm-hmm. I feel like they were just always were there, man, like a little bit ahead of things, man. That's so for, true. For months, you know? That's so yeah. true, man. That's right, dude. That's right on. Because I remember um, when they had um, – and they've always been solid, like, awesome. They've had a lot of fans – and they've had a lot of success, but, like, as far as um, number one songs and, like, when they had the, the couple hits that kind of broke through, I think it was more, like, right around Artists in the Ambulance. Yeah, yeah. When they really, like, popped and, like, had some videos on MTV and that kind of bullshit. And um, I just remember that was, like, the moment, and it was exactly like you were saying. They were, like, they were thinking ahead so properly that when they, when they got that, uh, when Artists in the Ambulance came out, it was like big everywhere, cause, and then people started playing that kind of style, like people started playing like thrice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I think yeah, the yeah, ambient yeah. thing like kind of took them in another, like they made like a left turn or whatever, and just kind of went somewhere else. But at that moment, you know, like that was when they just kind of peaked. Um, I no, I, I don't want to say peak because that may, sounds like they fell off. Like I, I'm, I still think they're badass, but uh, that was just like a, a perfect example of when that song came out. It was like. That's they they were thinking ahead and they nailed the exact sound that people wanted to hear on MTV. You know, like it kind of like got it got pushed further with like My Chemical Romance and then Taking Back Sunday. Those bands kind of popped up too. Right on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. That's good that was, shit. Dude, speaking of the the band thing, man. Since we're talking about bands in general, mm-hmm. uh, dude, one thing that I think 
and it's probably in watching the NBA Finals. It kind of has to do with uh, with the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It can all tie into the, to the same topic and whatnot. But uh, is the the chemistry, man? It's like like we were talking about earlier. How you? It's not necessarily what you do that's amazing. What do I do? That's you know, like it's right. more about what do we do that's that's good, and what do we do that works, and mm-hmm. what can we do together to make the best sound, and maybe that will be better than just showcasing this one person. You know, that kind of a right. That kind of a logic and like a. I always say, man, when people ask, I, I say Cole, man, I use Coldplay a lot. Like, they're awesome, but when, when I think of Coldplay's guitar play, I don't think of Steve Vai or Joe Satriani, you know, or anything right. like that. But I feel, and, you know, I don't think of uh, their vocalist as, like, I don't know, man, Michael Bolton. Who's, 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 <laughs> a good who's singer amazing, example, you know, like Michael like, Jackson or something. Just somebody with, like, an amazing vocal, but they, I feel every musician has something they're good at, dude. It's like, right. you know, and they do, man. You have something, even if you haven't found it, and maybe you, you can't. There's certain things that you, you're not you're not as developed in, or, you you know, you and if you take what you're good at, though, and you totally find it and go with it, I feel like that is, like, the ultimate, like, you're going to be, I think you're going to be a great, your band's going to be awesome. Like, yeah, dude, time, I totally get it. Your yeah. Band will be awesome. Totally, and I, I get what you're saying. I totally, uh, Agree. Those are those are good examples. I get to those artist examples, but the first thing I think about as a band is that they're like a a people, like a group of people is like the sum of the people is bigger than each one put together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm not. Exactly. It's not. That's not exactly the the quote or whatever, but it's like okay, say you have five people in a band, like each independently. The one, two, three, four, five—they're all—they all have their skills and like points or whatever. But like, if you put them together, it's actually like multiplying them. It's not adding them. It's kind of how I think of it. It's like they get—you get bigger as a group, like people-wise, and and then that's and then that's the same in bands as it is like you're you're bringing up basketball. Like it's the same on a basketball team with five people. Um, it's the same in you know a workplace. Like say you have five people that are governing a country versus like one person it's like it's it's you get more people involved and they, they multiply it and they have their skills sets and they complement and add to each other and it's like always going to be different than like a solo like a one person yeah even oh, like man. two like one or two one versus two like if you think about it it's not like two is like twice as good as one it's like it's three times as good as one you know what i'm saying yeah yeah exactly. you get like a bonus I don't know, man. It's like it's on thought. When you find the right the chemistry of uh of the people, like I'll use Coldplay for example, because you know they they don't have like or he doesn't come off as a virtuoso, world class super guitarist or a super singer or sure. super this or that. Sure. But together, their combination when they work together is amazing, dude. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like for me, I would way rather listen to. Uh, what they're doing, and I'm sure a lot of other people, then, you know, maybe somebody who technically is way beyond them. You know, I've, I've heard certain certain sounds, man, where it's like they have, like, awesome people or they have awesome, but as a unit, it doesn't, I feel like the, the skills are higher than what the final product was. Sure. You know, rather than the opposite, what you were saying. Right, right, totally. And I, I was going to get back to those um, examples, too, like Coldplay versus... Uh, Steve Vai or Joe Satriani are perfect examples. You brought those up, and like, I was thinking that, and there's like a total difference between like being a good um, musician, like technically, like good at guitar, versus like right. 
being a good artist and being able yeah. to write with a guitar. Like writing is different than playing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely, man. And with the Coldplay example, it's like, yeah, each musician, like, independently, um, and it's not to knock Coldplay, but just as an example, like, you know, each one, they're, they're not, he's not like a Eddie Van Halen guitarist, but, like, what he puts together, like, the rhythms and the way it goes with the whole song is is awesome, and it's, like, more beautiful than some of Eddie's solos that are, like, technically awesome, but it's just like, okay, I get it, you're you're great at um, riffing or bending or whatever it may be, but, like, you know, some, like, I think, I'm a more of a fan, and I think most people are more fans of, like, writing in, like, a sweet song. Right, yeah, that's, man, that, that topic is, like, I just look at it, like, man, you, I mean, to me, I'm the same way, whether it be a technical artist, like, I like Steve Vai, some of his music, not necessarily because of the, the shredding, but just because of the melodies he uses and, like, the writing of the song is mm-hmm. amazing. He just chooses to excel in these certain fields that that's like a, that's an artistic choice, man. Yeah. Like he chooses to be that way, and it's like, I don't think either way is better or worse or anything. I think it's all about what do you do, what feels good to you. And if it feels good for you to do it and you really like to do it, whatever that is, that's, I feel like that's what you're going to be best at, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, like, you can't force things sometimes. Like, you can learn... Like I feel like there's some point like you have to have some kind of natural inkling for it because you can learn how to play guitar, but unless you're like have that like something in your blood or whatever it is that will let you write songs, like you can't learn it. It's like almost like a thing or that you have or you don't. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I like I I always, I always hear that like because a lot of people like with lessons I've ever asked like do I have to? And the only thing I know I can say. Um, to the question of, am I born with it? Like, will I be good at this or that? Mm-hmm. Like, because cause they've been saying, yeah, I've heard, like, you either have it or you don't. And it's like, all I can answer with that question is I, I really, I don't know, man. I don't know absolutely what I think, but I know I have seen people who have never played before start off, like, without the, quote-unquote, like, they didn't just pick up and start, like, yeah, and start grooving and start playing off the bat, like, what you would consider, like, you know, I'd say a drummer, a natural drummer would kind of just get on and start playing the beat. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just automatically know what it was. And I have seen people, and over the course of two years, go from nothing, barely understanding what the beat is. Like, barely understanding, okay, a drummer keeps, like, I literally, going from the point of, okay, a drummer keeps time. Well, what's, I don't, that doesn't make sense. Sure. Oh, this is what that means. And I've seen people, like, go from that to playing songs that, uh, you would say a beginner drummer. I'd say like an intermediate, like an intermediate level. You know what I mean? So I've seen like knowing nothing, like having no idea, can play in time to playing with a quick track, playing through all all these songs. You know, like right. playing Greek Bay songs. And I'm like, so I mean, on that day, I don't really know, man. I like, I, I, it goes back to my theory. Like, if you were somebody like that, you could find through a lot of hard work and dedication, you mm-hmm. would find something you do good, man. Maybe it's for not sure. Like, don't have as much soul as some of the gospel drummers you know like a lot of those i, I see a lot of those drummers as very natural players right they just groove and it's like in your blood to start grooving mm-hmm. and maybe some people can't do that but i feel like man it was hard work and like just kind of being intelligent on your approach you can find well, well if you were first oh man i don't naturally groove like that well what can i do because you can do something that's good man you just gotta find it and yeah. then that, you gotta make that your thing dude oh, i totally get I that do, yeah well like let me exploit that let me be that 
and I think that's how you reach your full potential. And uh, mm-hmm. ultimately, like you'll make the best music, or you'll become like a you become a great drummer, man. That just has this. You find the thing that you do. You know what I mean. That's your sure. creative. Not everyone I, has to write. Like, I, like that's the thing too. It's like there is a lot of value in knowing how to play and being able to play any song like you can get into bands like you can play shows like you can there's all kinds of stuff you can do it's just like you know like i think the thing i was getting at was there's something about writing you know like like you can't be taught i guess it's like you can't be taught how to write like you can be taught how to play drums but you might not be able to write a song like you can't teach someone how to write a song i think you i think there are like classes for it you know like officially like oh here's verse chorus verse chorus and like stuff like that but i think um yeah 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 no i totally and i get what you're saying too like anyone can learn it and then also you can if you want to play music like you can do it you know maybe it's not maybe you not might not be in um foo fighters but you can be playing um every week at this club or maybe you're not like playing shows you're playing you know your own stuff and you're sending them out to people or something like that you know like like you like stuff you'd like um there's options and ways to do it oh yeah for for sure man for sure for sure as far as the the writing thing man i have no idea like i don't even know how to i know what you mean though it definitely comes to a lot of uh people quicker and more naturally than others you know or some people just have like a natural vision that like their natural vision is always awesome you Mm -hmm. know or like they have like a natural whatever it is in their brain clicks to like something really great and like it's less prominent in uh in others but i I don't know man i feel like i feel like this i i I really don't know man i i I just know like one thing that when i first started writing songs they were terrible they were like so bad dude you like, gotta, so you gotta bad. get them out. Like, you gotta write like so many before you get a, get a winner. Yeah, like I, I don't. I think those writing songs. I don't even understand why songs were good. Like mm-hmm. I knew when I heard them. Like I was like, oh yeah. Like I knew a good song. Like or when music was good. Like because uh, it would do something to me. Like I would feel it. But I didn't really put two and two together. Like, man, it took a long time, man. Actually, I'm not saying I'm like the greatest writer or anything now. But sure. I'm way better than I was when I started. Oh yeah, yeah. Now you've got a got a uh, style down. You know what you need in a song, and probably and like you know you can put it together. Like when you first start, like you don't even know where to do, where to go. Like you're writing words, and you know you're trying to rhyme. Like you don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Totally. Hey, this is a perfect time. I got a special news update, and it's coming in right now. So we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back, and we'll talk more music with Colby. Welcome to your top action news team. Today's host, Brooks Heatherly. Hi, welcome to Top Action News. As always, I'm your host, Brooks Heatherly. Today in news, Florida has had an outbreak in crazy face-eating people. There's something in the water down there in Florida, and I don't know what it is, but we brought in an expert today, one of the face eaters themselves. Mr. John Jacobs has joined us for questioning. John? Welcome to the show, John. I guess what my first question is, and it's probably what everyone else in the country is thinking, why faces, why people? Why are you eating them? 
Interesting answer, John, but I think we need to focus yourself and get to the point. What is so good about a human face? Why do you eat it? What makes it taste good? Is it Does it taste good? Or is it like you're pissed off at the person that they cheat on your wife? What is it, John? Tell us everything. John, that is probably the most riveting answer I've ever received on any of my TV news re- re- interviews. Thanks for coming in. That's all for today's Action News Report. I'm your host, Brooks Heathery. As always, remember to follow the news. Good night. All right, thanks for that news update, Brooks. Uh, we're back here with Colby. Colby, what's up, man? How you been? Hey, pretty good, man. Pretty uh, feeling about the same as, uh, as five minutes ago. Yeah. I know, I know. I did it again. I'm like, I get nervous on the show, and I'm just like, ask you like normal, like, what's up? How's the weather questions? Like, I always do that. Anyway, um, yeah. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll get into some more music stuff. Um. You were talking about like some of your one of your students. You're saying how you had different ones, different levels, and one, you know, started from nothing. So let's talk about like you teach lessons and stuff. Let's get into that a little bit. Um, how's that going for you? Like, uh, what's your uh, teaching stuff going on right now? Cool. Yeah, yeah, lessons, man. So as far as lessons go, right now I just got accepted to this this website. It's called BandHappy.com. And that was started by a drummer named Matt Halpern, and he drums for a group called Periphery. Cool. And, uh, yeah, it happens actually to be probably my favorite drummer out right now, but that's besides the point. Like, he started this, this website, and basically what it was is uh, I feel like it really benefits the prog, like the progressive scene, you know, like real, mm-hmm. real people like that are trying to really be the best they can be on their instruments and have a lot of knowledge. Sure. And uh, a way for them to share their knowledge like technical drum stuff like you know this and that be what you're playing on like how you get that sound stuff like that everything man yeah, yeah, yeah everything or or even simpler like grooving like anything you would have and and so there's basically what it is is it's it's an online it's a, i'm just getting started with it like i'm just mm-hmm. probably gonna start really using it probably in the next week or two you know i just kind of got like uh i'm just getting everything situated with it and whatnot get but, set um, up yeah yeah that, yeah exactly man that's that's what it is and i so, uh, so if you go to bandhappy.com, that's B-A-N-D-H-A-P-P-Y.com. Bandhappy.com. Backslash. Profile. Profile. Slash, backslash again, Colby underscore peers. It'll take you mm-hmm. to my page, and that's basically where you could book a lesson with me cool. if you were interested in doing so. And it's uh, it's used for a lot of touring musicians as well. Like, like uh, guys that go on tour will set up their lessons on tour through that website. That's how you, it's kind of like it books your lessons for you kind of deal and uh, nice. take a lesson from the guy who founded it. Nice. Basically, he came to the city, he played the show with his band, and then he, you know, an hour after the show, he took a group of five or six people out to the parking lot and did a big group lesson for two hours, you know? And it was, wow. it was, it was awesome, so awesome. So That's it's kind sweet. of that idea, man. A lot of people are starting to go on tour, 
at least through the, using this website, to book lessons. So they kind of will play their show, and then they'll have a chance, if anybody's at the show that wants to learn from them and learn anything about what they're doing, then they can kind of, you know, get they can do it, man. Oh, cool. So, like, it has the live lessons incorporated in it, like, when you can set those up on there, too, like if someone's coming to your town? Yeah, exactly. It has the live lessons. And then also, if you just want to do a lesson, say, next week you wanted to learn from this this certain bass player, you know, you're dying to know, like, wow, oh, man, what is he doing? Like, he's doing mm-hmm. all this cool stuff. You can basically request a lesson with him, set up your, just get your bass, get your hands set up at your house, turn on Skype, you know, whenever, at the time, the uh, time that you've scheduled out with him, and you right. can on just, just do the lesson right there, man, over Skype, face-to-face. Okay, so the site sets it up, and then the, the video lessons are through Skype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, through Skype. You can, that's, like, that's that, that, then you get your video cameras set up, and you can see each other play drums and stuff. Exactly, exactly. And it's for all instruments, not only drums. It's okay. for everything, man. Yeah, I, I mean, thought you, you said bass, like, stuff. so you can learn whatever you want on there, whatever's whatever you find. Yeah, and, and the roster, man. One of the most impressive things to me, at least, is uh, I went on there a few days ago and just browsed through the drummers. And literally, you could click on any drummer, and every drummer is, like, so good. And it's like, I'm like, whoa. And it's like a lot of people I didn't even heard of. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it's, man, it's, and I'm sure it's that way for every instrument because the teachers on there are, like, hand-picked. Like, you know, they have to be picked by the people who ran the site. Okay. So everybody on that site is like so awesome, man. I'm like learning all these awesome new musicians just from browsing on the site. So it's like it's like a like a, like you said, hand picked. Like you can, no one can, not everyone can get on there. Like you have to apply or like it's like a job application or something to exactly. teach. To teach, exactly. you have to have I believe two years of teaching experience minimum, and uh, you basically just get your get some video, get a video of you playing or a few videos or whatever it is. I can't remember if it's one or, or several, and you, yeah, you apply like a job. You send it to the site with all cool. your information, and then you, you know, they fill up. And then the lessons, up. like those, are like, um, like pay lessons, right? Like you, you, the if you sign up for one, like you, you set up a fee and whatever. Yeah, yeah, and the cool thing is, is they let you set your own fee, and you know they kind of uh, tell you just be honest with yourself. You know, if you're. If you're a huge name drummer, like it's okay to charge more, you know, than everybody right. else on the site. Like it kind of et cetera. Like if you're just starting, like you might not want to charge as much as, you know, Steve sure. Adler from, uh, I mean Chris Adler. I'm sorry, Chris Adler from Lamb of God or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's more drummer. value in in like a more prestigious lesson, and I'm sure it's like time based as well. Like how long you're teaching, you get more more time. Like I don't know if it's like per hour or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So what? how much would a lesson cost, like, normally? Like, I don't know, from you or from, like, another guy on there, what are they usually going for? Oh, yeah, so I would probably be a half-hour lesson. It would probably be somewhere, let's see, for me, it would be, I would say $25, about, yeah. Oh, it'd that's... Be, it'd be 25 That's so good. So for a half-hour, you know, it's 50 yeah. an hour. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I don't know. It, it varies. You know what I mean? It, it really just depends on, you know, who, who, who you are. That, that's, I mean, that's what I would do personally. Right. Yeah. That's kind of what I do here. In t- like in t- and I also teach in town as well. So You teach locally, like, at a shop or something? Yeah, yeah, at a, at a place called the Music Lab. It's, it's like a, it's actually a recording studio, man. It has rehearsal. It's a multi-purpose place. They do lessons. They actually nice. record. They make records. And 
they people do, can uh, come in and jam out or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be for people that were are in Orlando. Cool. Nice. The Music Lab, and that's where at in Orlando, like downtown or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really close to downtown. Cool. Cool. That sounds sweet, man. Um, yeah, lessons. I took a lot of lessons when I was younger. Like, do you get, do you get, um, like clients of all ages? Like, is it, is it like a lot of kids or how's that go? Yeah, so far. I mean, throughout, uh, I started teaching. Everything started obviously uh, in Naples, where I mean, you probably took lessons at Morningstar Music. Right. That's where I started too. Yeah, yeah like, when cool. I was in like cool, high school. Probably with the infamous Ken Bauer. Oh yeah. Definitely Ken yeah, Bauer. He okay. was infamous, and he was good. Those those are fun lessons, but he's kind of a weird weird guy. He's cool. Yeah, no, yeah, oh no, Ken is man. He's taught everybody, man. Like yeah. anybody who had lessons who was in that town, like he was probably their teacher. Yeah, he's awesome. Man. I heard he's yeah. a great teacher. Yeah, um, a lot of us went there. Um, yeah, from, and I've taught anywhere from a let's see, a five year old kid to a. I'm a student actually now who's 55, but yeah, man, all, wow. all my teaching, like the way I got, I mean, pretty much Drew Connor was the head drum instructor at Morningstar Music, and he basically got me started with everything as far as teaching goes, man, as far as building your teaching chops, like do's and don'ts, and right. really like getting your feet wet and kind of learning what it's all about. Sure. That was all done down there, and uh, yeah, that's man, cool. all ages, and from that time till now, like yeah, one time I, I taught a guy with uh, who was an inspirational speaker. He had actually uh, gotten in an accident, and uh, he had frostbite on both both his hands and his feet. So, oh my gosh! Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he had to have both amputated. And uh, but he was a motivational speaker and a super motivated guy. He was a musician before the accident had happened, and mm-hmm. and he came in, man. And we did a good four months, five months worth of lessons. And I mean, we would like we would take the drumsticks and like tape them to you know what was left of his. You know, kind of like his hand without fingers. We oh would tape around them. It was, yeah, it was, it was bizarre, man. That's but it was, so crazy. It was nuts, man. And like, you know, he had prosthetic legs, and uh, so we kind of had to make adjustments. Like, we had to put a foam block on the base pedals. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a few different things we had to do, but um, man, we did a four months, and it was awesome, man. And like that, like you would walk in, you'd see that guy play drums. You know, and he so was good. Uh, like he was getting beats down and stuff. Yeah, 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 man. Yo, That's oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, so it was, I mean, as far so as... So his hands, like, he he had his hands, but they were just, like, bruised or, like, not working or something? Uh, no, like, he, like uh, due to the frostbite, his fingers had to get amputated. Ooh, god damn. So, so, but, yeah, man, but I'm saying, like, I mean, that goes to show you what dedication... Yeah, dude, you know that's I mean? fucking like, crazy. That's that's some straight-up um, motivational stuff. I would want to hear that story. Yeah, yeah, Playing man, drums... He's probably um, doing all kinds of stuff. Does he have, like, a book or something? Uh, I don't know, man. I yeah. actually haven't talked. I mean, that was two or three. That was, like, three years ago, and I haven't really. That was in Naples, while, Florida? But, uh, yeah, 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 he was down there. I think he traveled, though. I think he was, like, a touring motivational speaker. Cool. Um, so, yeah, that's a crazy. That was just a little bit of uh, extra info for it. I don't think you asked for anything that had to do that. Was awesome, with that was awesome, though. No, I li- I'm glad you <laughs> thought of that. It's like, whoa. Crazy student story. Anybody can with dedication, yeah. man. You can do whatever you put your mind to. That's totally true, man. And you're doing it, man. You're making you're making um, dreams come true for kids. Uh, you're making your own music. You're fucking making your own dreams come true. Trying, man. Every yeah. 
Uh, let's um, let's play one of your dream tracks right now. Let's go back. Um, you were talking about Galia a little bit, Galia Social earlier. Um, let's play a song. What's this one called? The End, I believe. Yeah, yeah. If you have the end, this is this is actually out of all the Galia's demos that we put out. This is one of the ones that I, I would be most proud of, and I, awesome. I, I'm actually the lead vocals on this track. Perfect. Yeah, lead vocals. The end. Uh, we'll play some of it. See what they think. Here we go. Sick song, Colby. Sick song, hey, man. Thanks, what, man. What um, what it? Where'd you get the lyrics for this song? Like, what, what were you thinking at the time? Like, what's the what's the theme for the song? The theme of the end is about the end of the world. Mm. Basically, with the idea of the song is actually uh, kind of based off the thought of 2012, you know, December 21st, the end of the Mayan calendar. That was oh, yeah. the inspiration for the song. So that's really what the what the whole song is. Sick. Yeah, it's about. You know, end of the world, end of times, apocalypse. That's awesome, man. Well, speaking of the end, um, that's the end of this show. Brooks Show Episode 5 has officially commenced. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Colby. You've been awesome. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. Anytime, man. you got to come back again sometime. Uh, we'll do another show. We'll talk about more music. Uh, hell, maybe you can fly out to L.A. and do a, do a, a broadcast from my Van Nuys Studios. That'd be awesome. That'd be I, killer. I out very soon, so. Totally, man. Totally. We'll stay in touch. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks for coming. This has been The Brooks Show. Have a great week, everybody. Mm-hmm.